0: what's up ladies and gentlemen boys and girls friends and countrymen welcome to trailblazers radio thank you guys so very much for tuning in with us tonight you guys could have been anywhere else but you guys are right here with us and we most definitely appreciate you guys being here with us being with here with us so a couple of things i want to throw at you guys but before we do that i want to make sure i want to make sure i get some announcements and some housekeeping done with us so first and foremost continue to follow us on our social media platforms that means facebook that means youtube that means linkedin that also means instagram and also twitter we also have a patreon page that is coming up very very soon that should be that should be finished probably within the next couple of weeks but i'll make sure you guys keep your ears on the ground for that and we also have a we also have a podcast website i will make sure that that is available for you guys in a in a future facebook post and, or an instagram post so, most definitely keep your eyes and ears on the ground for that. And most, we want to most definitely thank our viewers and our listening audience because without you guys, we could not be here. Special shout out to my whole, my my three beautiful hosts, Quint Jones, Coco Fenton, and Miss Barbara Melvin for do, for doing that for doing the damn thing, man. You got we, you guys are doing, you guys are amazing and phenomenal. And I most definitely appreciate you guys for being here and being alive with me on this platform. So, now that is out of the way. Let's get into it. Let's get into it, the guys. So before we even go any further, this particular podcast is sponsored by a couple of people. One of the one of those is a, one of those is My Life Has Destiny podcast number one. Actually, I think that one of those is My Life Has Destiny podcast. This is also sponsored by the Five Tales of Gotham, which is presented by Hear That Inc. You and I and I'll leave some information for you guys in a Facebook post about who they are and what they do. So. They are responsible for today. They are sponsor for tonight's show, and I want you guys to make sure you support them by any ways, any way possible. So now, whew, now that that's all out the way, good grief, that was a lot. The lady that I have in the studio with me, she really doesn't need an introduction because she's already, you know, she's known in several in so many circles. But I will do my very best to give her an introduction. So. I met this young lady at a film festival, a couple of, she and she had like three awesome films that that were very, very awesome. And we'll get into talking about that here in a moment, but she's a phenomenal young lady. She's a, she's a choreographer. She's a choreographer. She's a, she's got film. She's doing film. She's doing plays. She's doing acting lessons and directing lessons. She directs, she's directing plays and things of that nature, but we'll get into all of that. So, Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, I want to introduce the young lady that I have in the studio with me tonight, Miss Morgan Flowerchild Jones. Hey, hey,
1: hey, everybody! You? Thank you so much for having me, Trailblazers Radio. Hey. I'm
0: great.
1: What's
0: what's going on? How 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 is your how is everything right now?
1: oh my goodness it's a beautiful day in atlanta that's number one it's very beautiful today um i am overwhelmed right now because i'm just like just from the film fest and just looking back like wow like i really did it like it happened like with of course all of my sponsors new rock global who was my host um, Save the Arts Films, who helped me with these films. Um, it's just it's just amazing. Like, yeah, I'm just looking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, this has been a, resting, a restful week for me because I'm just like, yes. Because right after the um, Film Fest, I had to go right back to work and do a Black History performance with my students. So I jumped into rehearsal with them after the Film Fest and they did so good. With their black history performance. So now I was this week, I was just like, uh, I'm a I let my students watch a movie this week and everything. So and I let them see like, you know, the behind the scenes of the film fest. And they were like, Yeah, go, Miss Jones. So yeah, I'm feeling <laughs> good. I'm feeling good.
0: <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's what's up. I mean, and I and I was completely blown away with the two films that I saw prior to, you know, me and um me and Monica leave having leaving. Those are some those are some great films, man. I'm like, yeah, those are. I like wow. finding my way was so good. I, I we, we got to find a way to make that so so every a whole bunch of people can see that. I would recommend that to a whole to everybody. Yes.
1: See, find my way is my baby. Like it was written by um, Rashim Pugh, and he's also a Grammy Award winning songwriter for the miseducation of Lauren Hill. So he yeah. brought me in to be um, to be his teammate when it came to children's movies. Because I was, you know, people always say all the time, like, that I'm Disney. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? You know, saying I'm Disney, but I'm hip hop. I'm happy flowery with the edge. So that's where the name Flower Child came from. And it's kind of like, when he did Find My Way, he was like, you already so into kids that's just natural for you um because yes i do teach my students to be give me face give me you know (laughs) so he was like like the kids will deliver you can do all the acting coaching and you know i wrote a couple not a couple of scenes we wrote the story he wrote the story i added a lot took away some um we started um the music was all he wrote most of the music my sister vocals by jamel wrote a lot of the music um some and then we had the kids we put the studio in my house literally in my kitchen and recorded all the music for the film um just so wow. the kids could feel you know that feeling not being in the studio but being somewhere where they could eat snacks in between they could you know run around and have fun while they were recording so it was an amazing experience and i know like i i really I know that is my lane, you know, children, um, creating plays and and we're doing find my way the stage version next.
0: Oh, that's gonna be good. That's gonna be really, really good.
1: Yes. I'm so really, looking for really, talented really children in Atlanta. Looking for talented oh, kids yeah. in Atlanta.
0: So who is who is who is Morgan Flower Child anyway? we I know you. I know you as a visionary behind several films and a and a cabaret, and seen a couple of videos that you did a couple of dance videos you did on YouTube, and so. But who? But who is she really? Mm-hmm. Who is? Who is the person behind all all of this?
1: Um. Honestly, when I was a little girl, I used to draw a lot. I used to sketch. Um, the hip-hop era really got me excited about my art. So I would watch things like Breakin' and The Wiz. And you you remember the winky scene in The Wiz where they the graffiti turned into yeah. dancers? Or in Breakin', they were you know doing graffiti all over the place. So I used to draw because I'd be like, I want to do that. The bubble letters and the I started drawing flowers and just drawing and sketching. But not only that, my parents were in the music industry. So I was breakdancing during the beginning of hip hop um, on the block, like literally on the streets of the Bronx. We would jump out my parents' van and dance. Um, my brother, sister, and my cousins had a rap group called Family Crushing Four. Um, and I would breakdance while they rapped, you know, right? When in this. you live in New York, there's no boundaries to what you could do on the street. Nobody stops right. you and says, Hey, get out of here. You can't do that. You know, we, we jumped out and we performed everywhere. Manhattan on the pier, on the Hudson river. I was eight, nine years old performing for adults. Um, then was choreographing for adults as well. So that was just, it, It, it it's like God just like gave me this. I didn't say, "Oh, I want to dance. It just happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and in the midst of that, I moved down south because my parents' jobs transferred uh, when I was in high school. So I ended up in a whole new world in North Carolina. I had a drama teacher who really sold into me. She was like, okay, you want to dance, but this is drama class and this is what we're doing. And she was like, I know you got something in there like that needs to come out. And I'm looking at her like she's crazy, okay? <laughs> so... I actually won some. <laughs> I won some competitions acting and got a scholarship to North Carolina A and T University in North Carolina, and jumped right into. Um, I did Medea's family reunion as soon as I graduated. Um, but I think it was just that ch- childhood made me who I am. What my parents were made me who I am today, and even my mom saying things like. Girl, you you always writing or you're always drawing. You was reincarnated from the 1930s. And I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> you know, until I got a little older. I was in high school and I'm researching Josephine Baker and De- Dorothy Dandridge. And I said, oh, that's what mommy was talking about.
2: Ah. Uh. I and I
1: took it, I took that on and said, I've got to live the the legacy of these women and these ancestors that um, my mom saw in me.
0: <laughs> wow. That's what's up, man. And you said you from, you're originally from New York, right? Yes. So, yeah, you said the Bronx, New York, right?
1: Well, we danced. We, my father would drive us everywhere. So we would go to the Bronx and perform. Um, I was born in Yonkers. Right next to Yonkers is the Bronx. And you also have White Plains, where I grew up. White Plains is the name of the city. The county's called Greenberg. And then I moved to North Carolina when I was um like senior in high school.
0: So, what what was that tra- what was that transition like? Like a a young like a girl, like a young high school kid, a young high school kid coming from New York to North Carolina. How how was that transition?
1: Oh my gosh. Um that transition was crazy because, um, it was a culture shock. When you are in New York, you are you have so many cultures, and you see, um, you see, cult- you see a lot of Italians, you see a lot of Jamaicans, you see a lot of Hispanics, you see a lot of it's so many different cultures. Then you moved down South and I was literally at a school that was mostly white. Mm. So there were, you know, New York has no HBCUs either. Right, so when I got right. down South and I saw A&T and I saw the band and they like, you know, I'm like, oh snap, like this is different, you know? In New York, you could roam the streets. You can walk down the block. You could, you know, be a young kid and 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 go have fun everywhere. But you get to North Carolina. My dad was like, "You about to walk where? To what store? The store that's ten miles down the street." Yeah. Mm-mm. So it's like you in the house. You either gonna ride your bike down the street with some friends or. Get dropped off at the football game. I, was, I ain't go to no football games in New York. Like we was double dutching and breakdancing and g- having block parties, you know, hanging out on the stoop.
0: <laughs> so, it was a, so it was a culture shock for you.
1: It was definitely a culture shock. But I loved, I loved, there were parts of North Carolina that New York didn't have that I embraced artistically, it was easy to walk into an audition and say, hey, I'm a dancer, I wanna audition for this play. In New York, you gotta be on Broadway if you wanna wow. do some theater, you know? So I did love that about Down South. It was it was pretty dope, you know? Um, yeah, and then college was a totally different thing.
0: I bet you know going to HBCU was like I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the ultimate experience.
1: Whoa, yeah, going to Ant was like it. You know how I was just talking about you in New York. You you see a lot of um, Italians, Jewish, um, you know, right. Asian, even Jamaican. When I got to HBCU, it was like boom. We about to de- black culture, like what you know, history, all of that. Not that we did. And this is the crazy thing in New York. They taught way more black history than they did in the public school system here in North Carolina. Right. But when you get to an HBCU, it all comes full force, like full, you know, full Full circle, circle. because I actually had an issue in my school in North Carolina where they skipped over the the, the slavery chapter. And so my dad had to come to the school and say, what's going on here? You know, my daughter is, one, wants to, is asking the teacher, why are we? And I got in trouble for asking why we were skipping over that chapter. So, oh, yeah, New York, they, they they over they give you way more information than you than you would get in the public school in North Carolina. Not to downplay, you know, North North Carolina schools, but it's a lot different. It's a lot different.
0: Wow! So, awesome. and then you know, seeing I saw we, we saw the biography went in here, here in Atlanta. So you dancing at, um, at, at, um, A&T. I mean, and and a And mean, in and then how did, was that a natural transition from dancing at a to choreography to what you currently do?
1: Um, what a Blue Rain was the name of the um, dance team at A&T, and they hired me as a junior. Like, I was literally getting paid as a student to make up the dance routines for basketball season. Wow. Um, and what was hard about it is that they were kind of like the Laker girls. You know, everybody had to look the same. Mm-hmm. For me, dance is an art form. So I'm going from theater rehearsals, doing, you know, theatrical dances, and then going over to the gym and choreographing, boom, boom. So I said, Morgan, you are the choreographer. You don't have to stick to any, quote unquote, what, they're, what people want them to look like. So I started turning Blue Rain into theatrical um, dance and people were like, are they really doing ballet to Jay-Z? Yes, we are. So I said, if I'm going to be an artist and I'm going to be hired to be an artist, I'm going to do me. I'm not going to do what everybody wants me to do. And that's when I started getting paid and I started becoming flower child.
0: Got you. Got you. How important was that for you to be able to have your own expression as you as you were transitioning from like student to now the person that's actually choreographing the choreographing um this this team
1: oh gosh um i had to adult very quickly i had to adult and it was like my i was choreographing my peers so they were looking at me like girl we was we was just you know at the club last night doing so and so now you down here yelling at me telling me what i need to do and what i need what i don't need to do (laughs) and and so I really had to turn into business Morgan during that transition. You, oh Fred, you asking me some stuff that I ain't even thought about in a long time or hardly ever. Um, but I think that transition was when I decided that I was a businesswoman. Um, being a college student and having to tell my peers what to do, how to do it, when to do it. Um, and if they couldn't do it, I would fire, not fire them, but be like, sorry, you're off the team. We getting another, another dancer. So oh, wow. I firsthand got a, got a hint of what celebrities go through. Well, you think you all like, I ain't your friend no more. Cause you got money now. You think you all that. And it wasn't that I had money like that. It was just, I was put in a position to be a professional because I was right. good at, very good at what I do.
0: And I'm pretty sure that's a point of contention with a lot of people with, with people, with your peers, because they see because they because at the end of the day, they still want to they still see you as an equal as far as they're concerned. But exactly. you are the one that's doing what you're the one that's making that's giving the orders and getting paid to give orders.
1: Yes. And I hated being an order person. I still have struggled to this day um, with that. I think that's one of the biggest weaknesses that I have is that I put my heart and soul into loving on people who i believe in who god sends me and he's like i'll need you to sow into this person so when you get a person that you see and you're like you're a star let me you know help you rise to the occasion and they look at you like hey you going to tell me you ain't diddy you ain't you know oprah you ain't debbie allen but in reality it's amazing how many people do see me as those people You know, but the people that I'm trying to help, they look at me like you just wasting my time or you're using me. And so I have to literally take my heart out of it sometimes and just say, Morgan, move on to what it is that you, you know, focus on something else. Because it gets very disheartening and hurtful when you're believing in people and they don't believe in you or what it is that you have for them. Um,
0: Oh, man. I can That's attest to
2: sweet.
0: that. Well, definitely can attest to that because it's difficult to try to put pour yourself into something or someone, and all that, and they're looking at you funny, like, "Who the hell is she? Who the, who the hell does she think she is?" Yes. Walking up in here trying to take go trying to take over the joint.
1: Yeah, Fred, and it hurts. But unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, you, you we move on from those things and we learn. We move on and we learn. And that's the beauty of life. That's the beauty of life. Because after you figure out who respects you, who really is taking on what it is that you're ready to give, then you can say, ah, here it is. This is what I was learning in that process is everybody can't go with you. You can't help everybody. Exactly, Exactly. And I learned that the hard way.
0: We all learn that lesson the hard way. It's
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's the time factor that that's some of that play that plays the most important part of that. Because if you take too long to learn the lesson, then you probably ain't gonna learn it. But if you kind of pick it up quickly, then you will learn it. I know for me, that transition was like at least a year. Wow! Just kind of understanding who's with me and who's not with me. Yeah, who wants to who wants to ride with me and who doesn't? I mean, and understanding that people are going to be on whatever on on your train and they're going to get off at their designated stop, and that's something yes. you
1: can't control. Yes, and I see as a unit. So, like, my flower child colors are black, pink, and yellow. Black means unity. The pink is friendship, and yellow is happiness. So I see us collaborating and partnering and nothing I do is alone. Like everything I do, I say, hey, you wanna be a part of this or you wanna be a part of this? Can I do it alone, Fred? Yes, but that is not in my purpose. That's not what God wants. God wants us as we, the village, the village. The men used to go hunt. Bring the food back, the women would take care of the din, 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 din. the kids would. Yeah. And the community would build and everybody would get money. And we would all sew into each other. And but we don't do that now. It's like, oh, look at her. She just wanna use me. She just wanna use my talents, you know, to get her for get her. No, we all are should be pushing and feed, feeding each other. If you get there first, great, let's go. If I get there first, great. Come on, y'all. But we don't think like that these days. Nah. I don't really like don't. that. I don't like it.
0: That's that's why. <laughs> and it segues into what I was gonna ask you anyway. The importance of what how do how do you feel about the importance of having like-minded people on your on your journey?
1: Um the importance of having like-minded people for, for me in my last couple of years i've realized that people that are not like-minded they take all of your energy out of you your energy take take, take. energy energy money energy um just knowledge they'll take everything from you people have stolen my scripts because they're not creative um, or not creative enough to say, hey, uh, can you help me with this? I've had people, you know, take money from me because they mm-hmm. didn't want they were lazy and they didn't want to get off their butts and go make it or ask me for it. You know, and it's it's crazy because even energy, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, hey, everybody, it's flower child. Let's go. We'll be doing today. That's who I am naturally. That's what God put into me. Somebody who wakes up like, mm, I don't know if I want to do this. Don't be calling me with that stuff. <laughs> because I'm going to I'm gonna talk to you and I'm going to say, hey, let, let me come get you. Let's go to lunch. Let's talk about this and that. And if you still, after us talking and me try, trying to help you, you still like acting like you don't, you know, you, you're not like-minded and you're not going to rise to the occasion and realize that I'm here to help you. God sends people. So if if he had you call me and I'm talking to you and I'm saying, hey, let's put an idea together, write a book. I can't tell you how many people have stories that are amazing. And I say, write a book, send it to me. I'm going to turn it into a show. You struggling for money? Okay, let's do a show. Let's turn your book into a play. Let's sell your book on Amazon. Let's do a play. Boom. Let's split it 50-50 or 80-20, whatever. That way you won't have to financially struggle. You got, already got the talents. You got the story and the testimony that God gave you. Let's do it. I just gave away a little bit of my blueprint book. um. But
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, indeedy.
1: Yes, indeedy. But I'm, I'm telling you, it's so important to have like-minded people next to you. Now there are some people with potential who may have that they're getting to, they're trying to get somewhere. They're not sure. They need some guidance. That's what flower child is here for, is to guide someone who's not sure how to use their talents. You need a push. You need a little, a uh, little seeds to grow into that flower. Um, I'm here for that. You might not have reached that that point yet where you are like minded but if you know you're not going to put in the work and you're not going to try to rise to the occasion to be like-minded don't waste people's time
0: yeah important
1: and i i I love to give i love to give people the benefit of the doubt but i realize that at at my age and all of what i've done and i've been doing I, i tell myself i should be farther along And I know God has had me go through what I'm going through so that I can rise now. I see what he did. He's teaching me like, okay, I showed you that person before. I showed you that person didn't have your back before, but you still messing with them.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: (laughs) So it it was all me. It was always me and my heart and my love for people that helped me back. It had nothing to do with people. It was me. I could let them go on by the wayside, you know, by the wayside. I don't even know why I said by the wayside, but <laughs> <laughs> now, oh honey, that was some church like right that. there by the wayside. But you, Look. you feel, do you, uh, am I making sense? Because I know I yeah. sound crazy sometimes. Nah, you're making
0: sense. You, I mean, because exactly. if anybody understands that, I mean, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure i or listen if you in honest one, it understands that, but also I know I understand how that and how important that is because. If you're a naturally happy person, someone who already has energy, who has high energy and you know, and wants to help out people, then you come across people that are just like, Ugh, I don't want to be bothered with that.
1: Yes, yeah. exactly. Don't talk to me right
0: now. I'm, I'm still in a bad mood. Well, what can I do to help you get out of that mood?
1: Yes, and you can only help us so much because some people – I put up this, this post today. I said – why would anyone want to invest in you if you won't invest in yourself? Facts. Right? Thanks. It's, it's crazy. So that's why I do as much as I can. I'm an Uber driver, Fred. I Uber drive just to make ends meet, to make a festival happen, to right. maybe help an artist get to the next level. to maybe if, if somebody needs a movie done, I need a camera, whatever the case may be, I have or promotions. I have to sew into myself if I'm going to have a bit a nonprofit organization to say, "Hey, um, I have these kids I really want to work with, but I need this amount of money for it." You know, I can't come out of pocket all the time. I still have a life to live, but I want to help children, so right. I have to do fundraisers. You know, but if people see me just mooching and not working myself, they're gonna be like, "Why would I sponsor her if she's not even?" working to invest in in the kids herself so i do exactly. as much as i can i i, I hustle i work i'm sewing the others just to you know
0: make it happen that's right make it happen i mean <laughs> that's important because nobody understands if anybody understands it i do because there's yes. a lot of thing that goes into a lot of what you do because I mean, no one no one said no one sees the blood sweat and tears behind it they just see the finished product
1: exactly nobody sees the blood sweat and tears or the living in your car the yeah. trying to f- figure out how am i gonna get gas money to get over here or how am i gonna pay this rent nobody sees that and nobody you know like social media people don't talk about that like oh y'all guess what I need y'all help, you know, cuz it cuz people will talk about you. People will talk about you and they'll use it against you cuz people hate, big you know? <sighs> some big time. Crazy.
0: They will use that and they will use that and they will weaponize that and they will be like they'll do whatever they want to do to take you down. But I know I know for me it's like y'all can do whatever, you know. Y'all can people can do whatever. I you know, it goes back to knowing who you are as a person. Yes.
1: yes. And knowing
0: whose you are
1: because
0: you can say whatever you want about me because at the end of the day i'm still i'm still god's child
1: yes yes
0: so say what you want say bad stuff say good stuff say indifferent stuff say or don't say nothing at all Mm
1: -hmm. for me it makes me know never but people love to
0: talk and people that people that want to bring other people down have nothing to do but to talk correct because they have because they have no ambition to do anything outside of what they outside of talking
1: right that's crazy and we just have to move on and and pray for those folks um and pray for the best
0: god bless you (laughs) keep it pushing yeah god bless you and keep it pushing that's me
1: they'll learn eventually
0: i don't worry i mean for me i don't worry about it i mean keep
1: you know you i i I do pray that people learn though not to be gossipy or hate on other people you know but I don't know how I don't know how that works because I've never been that person to hate on people and have to learn my lesson so I don't right. know I don't know what that process looks like
0: I don't know what that process looks like either because probably maybe because we ain't experienced we ain't we don't personally engage in those processes
1: yeah so we don't know, but that's okay we're gonna stay in the not knowing uh box
0: because yeah. well, what I don't know ain't gonna harm and what will not harm me
1: okay at all <laughs> and won't. what I
0: would what I don't know will not harm me period
1: you are correct
0: and if I know it and I know it's gonna harm me then I stay away then I, then I'll stay away from it
1: yes stay away.
0: Most definitely enjoying this particular conversation, but we are, but I am glad we are going to take a small break. So I do want, I do want to introduce my, my friend, my brothers and sisters over here that Inc they are, and they do, they do a lot. They do audio books. They do a lot of audio. They they've done a lot of audio books. Uh, my brother, drama, my brother drama Simpson and Mr. And, and Chris, they are, they are doing some great stuff over there. So we're going to take a small break. But we're gonna come back with my with my with my beautiful sister Miss Morgan Flowerchild, and we're gonna talk a little bit more about, you know, her transition from high from from college to stepping out there and really getting thing, really doing some things, and also you know her work with children. So, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy this enjoy this little ad from Hear That Ink, and we'll be
2: right back, guys. Don't go nowhere. Hear That Ink Productions. Presents Five Tales from Gotham The Highly Anticipated Anthology with thrilling stories from each of the five boroughs. Brooklyn Ever do that shit again. I had grabbed Zerk by the sharp collar with
0: one swoop and snatched the tray out his hands with my
2: Manhattan with tears flowing freely down her face.
0: You know what they say
1: Snitches get stitches
2: Then she pulled the trigger two times Shooting angel The Bronx I gotta see her at lunch Because I ain't bring shit with me to eat Second, she always cooks up some good shit for lunch And knows
0: I'm gonna find her Because that's my boo Staten
2: Island
1: You son of a bitch You thought you could steal from me and get away? You, like all these other bastards Figured they would try me
2: Queens, outside there was a howl, a bone-chilling howl, the big city like you've never heard it before, written and narrated by the baddest actors and authors in the industry. Hear the side of New York, often rumored, dreamed of, or even sometimes feared. coming. In March of 2022, a Hear That Inc. production.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Trailblazers Radio. You are tuned in to Trailblazers. I am your host, Mr. Frederick Beatty, and the, the young lady that I have in the studio with me, Mrs. Morgan Flower Child Jones. Man, we're having a great conversation, man. And we just have we are just vibing out and having a great time. And the ad you guys just saw was here that Ink um Chris Jordan, Drama Simpson, and so many other um great voice talents that are on that that are on that um that particular audiobook. That actually that audiobook is actually out right now. So if you guys want to check it out, go to here that and go check it out and purchase it and support support us, man. Support us. Black owned Company support black owned companies, support black owned businesses, just support. Period. I, I can't even. I, I won't even. I can't. I won't even say nothing else about that. But just support black owned. That's all I can say about that. But back, getting back to the subject at hand with my beautiful guest right now, I want to want to transition a little bit because we talked a little bit about your your upbringing from from New York to North Carolina, then your college experience at A T.
2: Mm. So
0: now let's transition from. Graduating from college and now stepping out on your own, uh, what, what was that? What was that like to kind of finally be on be on your own and actually work to make a niche for yourself?
1: Ah, uh, that's that's so tough because after college, it was like it was like I was acting. I was an actress full time. I was going in and out of auditions, doing plays. One of my first jobs was *Medea's Family Reunion*. I literally um, sat on set for thirteen hours, and I was on on in the movie for five seconds. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: and it was the best experience ever. I was like, I'm putting this Tyler Perry movie on my resume. And I'm going to be honest, from there, it was like I kept getting hired, hired, hired for acting lessons. And in the midst of being a professional actress, I was like, people wanted me to create dance routines and dance um, performers, artists were like, can you, perf- you know, g- give me some dancers and choreograph my show, put my show together. That I was like, oh, my God, this is a lot. So Flower Child Productions was just like, literally, I had my logo done. This logo is 21 years old.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, I wanted it in the form of a dancer, like not a dancer, but a flower. If you see, the letters look like flower petals in the form of Flower Child. Right. So, um this logo it has been everywhere for the last 20 years, and it was mostly dance. It started as Flower Child Dance Productions. So people would hire me for dance stuff. And it's like, then so the Facebook came out like 2009, and it was just like, oh, we about to do a video over here, concept video, and they would go viral. Our videos were going viral. I started booking a lot of plus size dancers, um, we booked Beauty Shop. I I struggled because I became a teacher because I was in a relationship that was very um, mentally abusive. And it was kind of like, you can't be in the industry because I don't like the actor's lifestyle or I don't want you doing this and that. So I became a teacher. Little did I know that I would love teaching so much. So I juggled being a teacher and doing flower child productions full time both of them full time and um it worked out because i was had the evenings to myself the weekends and the summers to do all flower child stuff which made sense it all made sense to me and i had the money from teaching to invest in my business i've always been the person to feel like invest in yourself build your own table build it build it build it i never been, to like, I did try to go knock on some doors for opportunities and I would get, you just want to take my people from me. You just want to take my actors and my dancers from me. <laughs> I got things like, oh, you're not good enough. Oh, you're too fat. You know, oh, you don't have any technique. Oh, my technique. gosh. The technique thing always messed me up because I never, my parents can afford dance classes because we were out dancing at, for a living, you know? So what, what am I going to dance classes for if I'm already a professional dancer at the age of five and six? Right. <laughs> so going to auditions, trying to be technical, they were like, no, you suck. So I had to say, you don't suck. You just have to create your own avenue. You know, right. trust trust that God gave you some dopeness. And the more you keep knocking on doors, the more God is going to keep reject, having these people reject you. So when you step out the box, he'll bless you with what it is that he gave you, you know? So it was tough. Um, just trying to find what it is that I was supposed to be doing. And I got from different people. Why are you, you know, dancing? Uh, why? And you're, you're an actress. And then when I started doing choreography, was like, why are you doing um, plays and directing when, you know, you should be doing choreography. And I'm just like, yeah y'all yeah i am doing a lot why am i doing so much and i was like bye (laughs) (laughs) like this is what and then i looked at the debbie allen's i looked at the you know dorothy dandridge who used to sing and dance and do movies and and there's no restriction because i looked at i said oh maybe i'm not as good as a director as i am a dancer Maybe I need to just choreograph and not dance. Maybe I should just act and not chore. But I was good at everything. I kept getting booked for all of them. So when other people are talking about you and other people are booking you, and it's not just you saying you're good at it, you got to answer the call.
0: Exactly. You have to.
1: You just answer the call and not worry about what people think. Um, just like in college with my peers saying, oh, you think you all that because you got authority. It got to that point professionally as well as an adult. Like, I ain't working with you because you do too much and you don't know what you're doing and you're unprofessional. And you're, and I'm like, no, I, I do a lot and I need help. I need the backing. I need, I'm i not going to sit here in line and say I don't need support. I needed the support of people, you know, working with me, but people would drop off and I would figure out a way to make it work, make it work, put it back together. Um, so here we are today.
0: You know what? And the funny thing, the one thing, the funny thing I thought about, I thought about, cause you said, you know, cause I, I seen a, a couple of your videos, especially the ones that, you know, during the film festival about your personal journey. And a lot of your dancers were plus that were our plus size dancers. And they're getting it. And they're, they're man, they're doing it. And, but there's also a there's also a slight I, I can I know that there's a I know there there I won't even say a slight probably there's a lot of people that rail against that that were rail against that because they they wouldn't want to have plus size dancers on their set and stuff like that dancing to dancing to music videos and stuff and right. things of that nature right. and I know that you've caught that you've caught a lot of hell from that you know how do you well how do you how how did you hand how did you handle that from oh from the, man from initially to now? You
1: know? Um, initially my purpose was to um showcase raw talent that didn't have dance classes or technique, plus size women who you know people would normally be like, uh-uh, I ain't putting no plus size girls in my video. And that's who I booked all the time through Flower Child. That's what people would call us for, was raw talent what? that had a lot of performance. They knew if I call Flower Child, they're going to give me energy. You can call any dance what? company and they can right. dance. Ooh, look at us. Woo-woo, we cute. But you get some big girls and you, uh, kill it. And we started. I started putting videos on social media so people could see. This is what we do. And people started calling like, "Oh, snap, maybe I want to do something a little different." And people started calling for plus size. I start these these four women, people were booking us back to back for videos for stage performances because not only were they plus size women, they were curvy, voluptuous with, you know, small waist, big hips it wasn't your typical dancer. So um, I remember going through a very, very trying time like with my marriage and it was verbally abusive. It was verbally like, you're fat, nobody's going to want you. Um, you need to motivate yourself. I went through three tubal pregnancies. I don't know if you're familiar with tubal pregnancies, but they're ectopic pregnancies that where the baby grows in your fallopian tube. So my body went through transitions. I went up in weight, down in weight. Depression, eating, depression, losing weight. So I started helping women to lose weight and be comfortable with their plus size thickness through teaching this sexy dance class. I would tell women, put on your fishnets. Um, let's pick a song, like maybe Usher, Hey Daddy. Uh, uh, And we would get sexy in the mirror. Me and all these plus size women and I started posting them on social media so that people could type in and say, oh, look at so-and-so. Oh, go, girl. Oh, you look good. And it built the confidence of so many plus-size women coming to my classes. Um, And so that's how I dealt with it. It was more so like, oh, you don't like us. Oh, man. It wasn't that. It was more so like, ah, in your face. What? We can. And I made people want plus size dancers (laughs) and then when i went through my divorce i went to audition for somebody called me in atlanta i was living in north carolina and someone called me about an audition in in atlanta i didn't know what it was for it was they was like i they need plus size dancers in atlanta when I tell you, Fred, when I tell you I showed up at that audition looking like, what am I doing here? Why did I drive? <laughs> Just because somebody was looking for plus size dancers and, and they didn't put it out there. I found out the reason they didn't put it out there is because it was the legendary historical Mr. Shelly Garrett, who was auditioning dancers for Beauty Shop.
0: Oh. And if you look
1: at you put that kind of information out there, people ain't gonna. People gonna show up just for the, the look. Just of course, you know, to say, oh, I'm doing a, a tour. I'm doing a national tour with celebrities. So, um, I got in there. I did a dance to "Give It to You" by Usher. They're gonna give it to
2: you. Oh no,
0: man!
1: No. Mr. Garrett said, "Who created that?" routine that you just did i said me he was like would you be interested in choreographing the tour for the plus size girls i lost it i lost (laughs) it because living in new york i'd heard of beauty shop when i was a little girl um because it i believe it it um debuted in 1985 86 in new york or i know new york was a big city when they would come I believe my parents went to see it when they back in the day, but it, it's amazing because after I finished dancing and he said, would I be interested in choreographing? He also asked me, can I act and guess what I had right up my sleeve, a monologue. There you and go. I did that monologue for Mr. Garrett and he made me a featured actress in the show as well as choreographer and dancer. I had to do run off stage, do a quick change get on stage and dance. And he also booked um 10 of my girls, 10 to 12 of my dancers from Flower Chop Productions. So in Beauty Shop, there's a battle scene that happens between the skinny girls and the big girls. Y'all can pull it up on YouTube. If you want, pull it up on YouTube. Um, We were called the Fine Dancers and the Extra Fine Dancers. Ah. So, yeah. And it was just a fun time working with Mr. Garrett. And so as a plus size, I, I was coined the name plus size choreographer. And now I am the official choreographer for Miss Georgia, full figure pageant, Miss Alabama, full figure pageant. I did Miss full figure North Carolina for two years. So now people, say, you know, coining that that name, I have to embrace it, you know, um. Even when I'm not plus, I go up and down in size. Sometimes I'm a size 14. Sometimes I'm a size 20, depending on what I got going on. Wow. So I showed up at an audition for a very popular artist here in Atlanta. And everybody was big, way bigger than me. And I tore that choreography up. But I could, I didn't get it because I wasn't big enough.
0: Wow, that's... Nah, you know what? I don't, I, don't, I don't even find that strange now. Not here, <laughs> not for here anyway.
1: In Atlanta, I'm not big. I'm not plus size in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, I don't find that strange here. Right. You know, just just given, just given the kind of the atmosphere that's here, that I, I don't find that strange at all.
2: Exactly. But
0: what I do like is that, you know, you were given a name and you were like, well, hell, I'm going to take it a run with it. Yeah. Because, I mean... And the funny part about it is now is that I don't look, I don't look at you as a plus size choreographer. I just look at you look at you as a choreographer, because you because you you put, you put you put you put extra accoutrements on a name, and then it kind of then it, then it kind of takes off and has a, it and grows legs, and then it has its whole life and stuff like that. Just yeah, leave it, it, puts
1: it to you in it a box. I mean, it put you in a box. Co- you're a choreographer. Yeah. And and I, you know, met a lot a lot of people call me, you know, to do, I just did little shop of horrors. Um, I'm a I'm a big musical theater choreographer. Like that's my specialty. Um, I'll put a little hip hop in and out, you know, whatever. But it's so crazy because I love musical theater. So when I sometimes I apply for theater choreography positions and they'll go look at my work and be like, She's straight up hip hop, you know, but I'm like, no, you got to look at my reel. You got to look at my stuff. You got to do your research. Um, I did the color purple recently, all black produced the color purple um, stage version in North Carolina at the Barn dinner theater. So that plus size, I'm glad I have it because it lets people know, okay, she can do everything. She's really versed in, well versed in everything. Um, but I appreciate being known in the plus size community as you know, a plus size choreographer. Cause I make plus size women look good at the end of the day. Oh
0: that's, hell that's
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's,
1: uh, yeah,
0: y'all be getting y'all be getting down. Hey. Y'all be getting down.
1: So, I need to dance today at some one point. One thing that
0: you mentioned earlier, you mentioned about your passion to help kids, help children, your passion to help kids you know develop their talents develop their their well develop more than just their talents but also help them cultivate dreams and cultivate aspirations where does, where does that come from
1: ooh i believe that and i'm going to be very transparent i don't think i've ever talked about i haven't talked about this ever cuz nobody has asked me that fred nobody ever asked me that um my sister who is a vocalist um she was my parents found out she could sing when she was 14 15 i want to say um and the family just like really embraced her talent you know my my parents paid a lot of money for her to go to voice lessons um with Connie St. John's who also, she, my sister worked with Rachel in the crew from the Apollo. She auditioned for Mama I Wanna Sing. Like my parents were really, they drove from White Plains to Manhattan for her voice lessons. They paid for her to have voice lessons. I did not have any of that, you know? I didn't have the, oh, Morgan could dance, so let's take her to, you know, to dance classes or let's gotcha. invest in putting her in, take her to some auditions. So when I see kids that have what I had when I was their age and they don't have anyone sewing into them, investing in their talents, it makes me want to be not their parent, but their like a theater mom. I want to be their creative mom, their spiritual guidance toward cultivating their dreams because I had dreams, but I don't feel like I w- they were cultivated like my sister's was. And I see all the things that my sister is doing today. Like she works with a lot of celebrities. She's doing very well in her career because her voice was trained. You know what I mean? Um Sometimes today I say, well, if I was trained, I wouldn't be Morgan Flower Child. You know, so everything True. happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Um, but I do know is a is a part of me that feels like if I was more pushed into this. And and I went to college, you know, for theater. So that was a big investment. Um and it, it's crazy, but as a child, you want that's that stuff has to be built up. Um, because a lot of, of children get in trouble. A lot of children who are creative, they get in trouble. There's violence, they they go to gangs instead of going to a community center and find, oh, let me go see Miss Jones. She got a movie for me to work on today. You know? Well, don't nobody got nothing for me to work on. So let me go up here to the to the block, you know. And that's what I try to do. And our girls are seeing so much negativity on like Instagram and social media, women degrading their bodies. And they feel like that's what they have to do to be recognized and be noticed. And so I just want to be that cool, you know, artist that they could say, oh, she got all her clothes on. She twerking, but she ain't being a dank. You know, she, she dancing, but she not showing everything, you know? And she's still cute, and she's pretty, and she's cool. So that's what I want to be for, for my young, um, for my youth. And that's why I started my nonprofit organization.
0: That's what's up. I mean, I think that I it's very a lot. important that we do. I'm so passionate, <laughs> Pat and Kim. You know, I think it's important that we do cultivate it to our children because they are our future they are they are they're not an infinite resource they are a finite resource because eventually they do grow they do grow to be adults but it's important that we we speak into them and we sow into them and we we breathe life into them because so many kids fall to the wayside from gangs and peer pressure and all other so many other things that affect the child affect the child's life for you to put, you know, put your, to give of yourself to these children, oh. you know, day in and day out. Man, that, that, they, speaks so, they it speaks really,
1: I'm it speaks sorry volumes to
0: you, man. It speaks volumes to you first.
1: Thank you. It, it's, they inspire me to create, they inspire me to be more mentally healthy. Um, they inspire me to meditate, they inspire me to keep myself together so that. They have positivity to look at because I can call like when it comes to public school system, I could call a parent because their child has an attitude and then the parent will come meet with me and be like, like what, you know? And I'm like, oh, that's what this is. The child got it from their parent. So I can't even meet with the parent because it's not the child's fault. But if they see me every day, Miss Jones is always happy. Miss Jones, you know, will will meditate. Miss Jones will stop and say, "Okay, Miss Jones apologizes." Miss Jones says sorry. Miss Jones, you know, lets us know when she's feeling like her feelings. So I'm very. I let my students see me vulnerable. I let them know when I made a mistake. I let them know when I'm wrong, because parents today they're like, "No, sit down, shut up. I'm you. You do what I say." You know, and and you got McDonald's money instead of saying that, be like, hey, let's make some let's make some bracelets and make some money. and We'll go to McDonald's, you know, show them how to get some money to get what what it is that they want versus, you know, just yet kids are yelled at all day. And I see it firsthand. Teachers, too. Teachers yell at kids all day. My students are oh, act up sometimes. I be like, you know, when my students act up, I could easily be like, "You better sit down." For I... I'll be like, "Why'd you do that?" And they'll be like, "I don't know. I'm sorry." Okay, well, let's move on to the next thing. And it's exactly. that simple. It's that simple. But that things escalating, and then the child feels like I can't talk to that teacher because she stay calling me out.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, That's crazy, though. I like and I like yeah. I like how I like how you put that because again it's what you do speaks like major volumes to who you are as a person and it really just it really matches your personality and yeah, it really matches your personality and your energy that and your and your energy. Uh-huh.
1: Thank you. I love the babies. Oh, you are I welcome. Still call You're them,
0: welcome. You're welcome. I
1: still call my my middle school kids my babies because they are they are still kids they're still babies. If you think about being a middle school, friend, you got to remember, like, you were kind of going through becoming a teenager. If somebody took your hand and said, hey, do it like this, try this, you probably would. Versus, why are you telling me what, like, we don't let kids explore who they are and discover. We have to let them do that. We got to give them choices to, you know. Yeah
0: yeah my experience was not middle school it was from elementary school to high school
1: Uh. (laughs) Ah, you was a piece of work
0: me and Sarah, me and a whole bunch of other children (laughs) (laughs) you're correct so now you some so now we 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 talked a lot a lot about your journey from, from you know your humble beginnings as a child and then also dancing and college you know your transition from college to choreograph- choreography, but also taking roles, taking roles in in, a, in probably one of the longest running stage plays that I'm aware that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. And then, then, and now you now you're transitioning over. Now you teach kids with a non which are nonprofit, and now you do now you're doing film. Now you're transitioning. Now you transition to film. You know, doing feature feature length things and. What was that? What was that transition like? It wasn't a natural transition for you.
1: Um, that transition was. It kind of like you know you ever see something weaved into something to make it whole. It was yeah. like I had to. So like when I choreograph, I tell dancers stand here, be in this line on five. Boom, and then I want y'all to uh 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 cop cop when y'all get to that triangle. So when you cop cop, it's a visual. So that's what directing is. Directing visually is basically is choreography. You know, giving the audience something to look at. And I always tell a story with my choreo. So when I add lines, when you add lines, and you put it on the stage. I love it. I love to see the audience react to the stage. So when someone asked me to do film and bring the kids on set and direct, I was like, okay, but you gotta understand if I do that, it's gonna be very theater. It's gonna be very in the camera. And that's where Flower Child blooms. That's where my niche comes in. And so now, when people book me today, they know they're getting a choreographed visual theater at theatrical visual on film because that's who I am. You know, I tell people if you don't want the flower, the bloom, give it the give it life. Look, don't book me. And I'm very okay with, with not accepting money for something that I'm, that's not my niche, but musicals, musicals and colors and even dark things. I love dark. Um, I've created some some dance um, videos that were very dark. And I have a play, a comedy that was very dark. If you watch the comedy, you, you'll laugh the whole thing, but it was dark where it came from. And um, I think that it all just weaved in together. It was an easy transition for me, Fred, because it was natural. Um, Going from choreography to directing plays to directing film. I don't believe I'll be directing film so much as being a theater artist. Theater is my passion. And when I get booked to do theater, I know, boom, this is what I want. this person here when I do film it's like it's so much different it's so much different and do I love it yes but I'm I know I won't love it with everybody but I love doing it with Save the Arts films because we learn together we learn the art of film together if that makes sense
0: it does it does it really does and people are nitpicky
2: hmm they will sorry. they are
0: they were like oh i don't want to work with her or i don't want to work with him or maybe i want to work with her or maybe i want to work with him or maybe i don't want to work with them so i mean for me it's like you know whatever if you if you're picking if you're looking to pick somebody you know look pick somebody that's gonna mesh with you that's gonna yes be able to see see your vision and bring yes. out your bring out your vision the way you want to bring be brought out.
1: Exactly, you're correct.
0: <laughs> so I know. So one thing I want to ask you, you know, as we're as we're kind of we're slowly but surely getting, getting started, beginning to begin to wrap up a little bit, I want to ask you. Going to throw some rapid fire questions there at you. Okay. So one. So question one: Who has been your most? Who has been the most? influential from to as to molding you molding who you are right now
1: uh professionally or in my personal both um i want to say i've never met these people i've never met them before i've never met diddy but i follow his every move and i feel that a lot of what i do was molded by Diddy because I watch everything he does from being with Andre Harrell and sweeping and you know being in the background to, to discovering artists, discovering those superstars, and him being a superstar in his own right and dibbling and dabbling in multiple different things and still being relevant even when you're not on the scene. Um, I love to see how he sews into people. Um, Debbie Allen, so influential in my life because she was, she is a director. She is an actress. She's a dancer. She has a performing arts school where she sews into the youth and she's still directing television shows and plays and she's 70 and she looks the bomb and she's still cool and beautiful. Um, I'm gonna say... My parents have a huge, my parents and how they operated their family and still were so professional in the music industry, how they invested in people and loved people. Um, They were definitely a huge, huge part of molding, not a part, they, they were the molding, they did the molding, you know. It was always like, go Morgan, go, hey, get it, you know? And sometimes I think maybe that's why they never enrolled me in like dance classes and stuff because I was always self-taught, you know? I don't know. (laughs) I was like, it was like, they was like, oh, she already got it. Um, So yeah, those definitely, Diddy, love Debbie Allen. Um, Of course, I watched the old, my old, older, my ancestors in the 1930s. Everybody from the Harlem Renaissance. Like I still feel like I was supposed to be in that era.
0: <laughs> That's what's up. I like that. I like that.
1: I've, read I 19, really like I've that. been 19th I've the 30s and the 80s to the to today. It's so crazy how I do that, but I do.
0: That's what's up. I like that. I do like that. <laughs> Question 2. Who do you who do you consider your most powerful well, let me, let me rephrase that. I'm going to rephrase that to make it to kind of, so it says, so it doesn't sound like it's confusing.
1: Okay.
0: Out of all the people that you've, out of all the people that you met now, we're, now we're eliminating, you know, the people that you, that have influenced you out of all the people that you've met on your journey thus far, which person, which person do you, which person out of all these people you have met, which person gave you, gave you felt, felt, gave you the most. What I mean by the most, I mean the most advice and the most um, encouragement.
1: Um, I don't have just one. Oh my gosh, Mr. Shelly Garrett, even like he—he is—he is the person I've met um in the last couple of years that really made me believe that I was a star you know, and a star means different things to different people. Um, But he always told me, like, why not you? Why can't you have what I had? Why can't you create a production and it sell out? And you have a mansion and you get all these actors and you employ them and you take them to the next level and discover talent like, he told me I was a star and I will never forget that day. I will never forget that day. He did it so slick and so in the cut. I, I mean, I believe we were on like a five-minute break during rehearsal in Beauty Shop. And I was standing there eating or something, looking at my script. And he said, he said, he said, keep doing what you're doing. You're a star. And he went on and he kept walking. And I was like, I don't know, God, what that confirmation was, but it was like, okay, I got to live out his legacy. But just his teaching, he taught me comedic timing. I would never do comedy before Beauty Shop, and I was cast in a comedy role. I was always the crier, the the mistress, the seductress, the, oh, the drug addict, the crazy woman. I've never played a comedy role, but he... Taught me comedic timing, even, even being a theater major. There's so much I learned doing a stage play that I never learned in traditional theater.
0: You know what? I, I hear I hear that name a lot.
1: Um mm-hmm. I get emotional just, just thinking and talking about, it. yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, Traz and Mika have talked about him in in the in various conversations that we've had. Um, privately Mm -hmm. and publicly and just the amount of respect that they have for him and the amount of, you know, reverence and, you know, it says, it says a lot to some, it says it speaks a lot to what he, what he left behind. Um, I was fortunate enough to catch beauty shop um, as a, in several 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 years ago this was way before i got married or anything else and i thought it was mm-hmm. such a, i thought it was a very beautiful play and it and, and, and it had it had his good moments it had comedic moments it had moments that make you want to be like wait a minute what and yeah uh, <laughs> just i mean just like i said just to hear the reverence that you guys give you know give this gentleman this gentleman you know it speaks a lot of volumes to number one his him teaching you, but it also speaks to you guys being open and available to be taught and to take what was you take, what you guys were learning and, and absorbing and taking that and adding it to your, or adding it to to your, to what you, to your film formula, but also making that formula your own. So it's, that's a lot. I like, I like, I like that. I like the person that you mentioned because like, it's it's very rare that we give people their flowers as they're living right we only give folks their flowers as they when they when they pass away
1: yes right or when
0: they're no longer on this planet right you know and i, I don't want to put i don't want to make this a sad moment or anything like that and I, and I apologize if i have it just that just made that just made, makes my heart feel good tonight even yeah. in his passing, his teachings and his encouragement still still move forward in the people that he's influenced. You, you know, you trans yes. and me could be one being several of those yeah. several benefactors yes. of that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I feel I feel like he's looking down sometimes. Um, in certain rehearsals and certain things that I'm doing, I've feel his presence there to make me stronger. Um, like I said, God is all around us and he definitely sends angels when they pass and everything that he sewed into me, like I feel his presence every single day. And I know it's not a mistake that I was cast and that I drove down that highway to audition to be a dancer, to be a choreographer, to be a lead actress, to be a student. And it's amazing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. I love it. It's so I love that part. And it's so important that we just give people the, the flowers that they deserve. You know, now and yes. for now and forever.
1: Correct. So,
0: last question that I'm going to throw at you. What do you want your legacy? What what does your legacy look like?
1: Ooh, that is a good question.
0: Gosh. Or should, let um, me rephrase it. What would you what do you want your legacy to look like?
1: Um I definitely want my legacy to look like um just like what I'm, what what I'm doing right now for Miss Frankie Day, who was my acting teacher, who sewed into me, um, Mr. Shelley Garrett. I want those students that I have taught um, to be able to teach everything that I'm teaching them and give it, sew it into the next generation. Um, I want artists to remember me. Um, and entrepreneurs as well, to remember what I didn't, that not just what you do on stage and in front of people, but it's a lot about what you do behind the scenes. And when everyone's not looking, you know, um, not being afraid to produce whatever it is that God put you here to produce, um, and not even just produce, but, um, sewings, what you sow into the world, um, let it be like let just be free be a free spirited artist like never hold on to never hold on to anything that's in here or up here let it go for the world to see and i'm i pray that my legacy le- that i am able to leave that with future artists and younger the youth, you know, that they're not afraid. Never be afraid, be fearless. And I feel that's what my leg what I want my legacy to to look like.
0: You know, in sports, there's something that's synonymous with that, synonymous with that. Leave it on the field.
1: Mm-hmm. Leave it on the stage.
0: That's it. Give everything you have. And then at, at that point, you leave it and you leave it there. Leave it all on the stage.
1: Yes. All
0: day. So the other thing that I always ask people that come to this platform, especially when it comes to creative, such as yourself,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, we life is a marathon and we all know that it, we all know that it is because we're either we're running, we're either running in different, we're running in different stages of that marathon. Some of us mm-hmm. are at the beginning stage where we're coming out and we're coming out the gate and we're starting to get our stride. Other, other, others are at the middle part where we're already in stride and we're running strong Mm
2: -hmm.
0: others are at the end of the finish or towards the finish to where they see the finish line and they're not coasting but they're still maintaining their pace but they want to fit they want to finish strong yeah out of those three out of those three those three phases in this marathon and looking at your life as a whole from you're from the beginning to where you currently are right now what stage of your marathon are you in
1: I don't know that's the that's the fun part about life I feel honestly Fred I feel like God has me in the middle of that middle phase and my Prime, like I feel like I'm in my prime, where I'm producing my best work.
0: That's a good place to be. Yes. a good place to be. I
1: used to think I used to think your prime was your 20s and your 30s. Nah, I'm just getting. I'm not just getting started because I definitely started when I was a kid because I was getting it in. Um, I definitely got it in in college and and after in my 20s, um, my 30s, I was literally producing and now i'm sharing
0: there you go i like that part because mm-hmm. and it really just resonates with me because you know when you're in your 20s your teens and 20s you're really you're really just wanting to put yourself out there and make a name for yourself and you're really not looking at the i won't say the repercussions of it but you're not looking at it from the point of aspect of what's in what it takes to be and to get to get this uh, to get the to get over that hump as right. you get older you realize that there's some there's so many other things that has to be done there's back there's stuff to do in the background yep. to get to get things done and then you know when you get to that age then you i guess what I, and i can really i can say that because in my in my early 30s i felt like i was doing, doing 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 what I doing what i was doing you know what i'm saying yeah doing what i was doing but at this also when i look at it, it's like okay now i'm in my four now i'm in my 40s now it's about it's about sharing it's about messaging it's about how that message gets put out or disseminated to people whether it's through whether expressing whether what you do expressing yourself in dance or whether it's you know being a part of being a part of being a part of a, a large stage production that's been wildly popular for several years or even Producing your own, producing your own thing, your own, your own films, your own plays, and and other and other yeah. things that are like multimedia things of that nature. Now mm-hmm. you get to the point. Now it's just sharing, and and I and I really do resonate yes. with that because now it's about. It's not a. It's not so much about messaging. It's about not about saying, okay, this is me. This is who I am. No, y'all already know who I am. Y'all already know what I'm about. Now, now I just want to put give you guys information and knowledge and things of that nature yes. so i love that part because yes working with children that is sh- working with kids that's sharing yes you know helping people get to another pinnacle as far as, far as their mm-hmm. acting or their dancing mm-hmm. careers or even helping them direct something that's sharing because now we now yes. it's the exchange of knowledge
1: yes i love it
0: that's what, that's what I found out. I mean, that's what I found out. I'll be 50 years old in July. And I learned now that it's more about exchanging knowledge with people than it is about doing anything else. I mean, okay, of course, we both have platforms that we want people to Mm -hmm. recognize and see. But for me, at the end of the day, it's about sharing knowledge. Exactly. Let me see. Let's see. Let's see. Let me. Let me. Let's let's share knowledge with each other. So that way, if if you know something that I don't, you can share that with me, so I can add that to my toolbox, and vice versa.
1: Add it to the exactly, so I can be smarter and have this more experience. I love that. I love to see. It makes me happy when I have thousands of mentees, thousands of students that I didn't even teach. Who follow me? Who have worked with Flower Child Productions? Who have hired me? Um, that will, you know, say thank you for everything that you sewed into me, and I know how important that is because I did it for so long to for my from my mentors and my teachers, and we had to. So it feels good when people come back and say thank you for sowing that knowledge into me and for giving me those nuggets, you know, but sometimes people don't appreciate it and they move on with their lives. Like, you know, I did this by myself and, and I, and I watched them, I say, I'm so proud of you. Congratulations on everything you're doing. But we know at the end of the day, you had teachers, you had people sew into you. So we have to be grateful for those people that sew into us and inspire us. And I think that, that is what legacy is. At the end of the day, is what you put back into people. Yep. Everybody won't appreciate it, but you know we have to understand that even if you're not appreciated, God, at the end of the day, wants you to to be a sower and and help people at the end of, at the end of the day. So
0: and that's it. I love it. I love that. I love that. So <laughs> I will give you this opportunity to give yourself. The best shameless plug you ever can give. So, so I uh, want you to talk to our listening, listening and viewing audience. Let them know who who you are, where they can find you at. You know what you have going on, and what and what and what can we? Ex- what what can we expect down the line from Morgan Flowerchild? So you have the floor.
1: okay. You said shameless plug. Okay. So, my name is Morgan Flowerchild. You can find me on every social media platform under that name. Okay, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find me at Morgan Flowerchild. You can Google Morgan Flowerchild and you can find my song on there uh, Go Off by Morgan Flowerchild. You can find my coloring book called Creative Inspirations, it features my sketch art. You will find my movies on flowerchildlife.com, which is my website. Um, I am currently directing a film called Single Looking for Love, and it's going to be a live stage performance that's going to be filmed. So that's by Shinosha Jordan. I am working on that. Um, the Miss Full Figured Alabama pageant is June 25th in Alabama, Montgomery. Shout out to my Alabama folks. Um... Yes, and I'm. I am being booked as we speak. So, if you have a production, if you have a a book, if you have um, something you need writing for, or you need something directed, a play, a film, I am your girl. If you need choreography, if you need talent booked for your films or your plays, I'm your girl. If you need a MC, if you need brand ambassadors. i do it all i'm here <laughs> just book me just contact um my website and go to the contact form it'll go directly to my manager and we'll get you right we'll get you straight that's it fred that's all i got
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey that that works but that works right there that that is what it is right there i love that yes Yo, first and foremost i can't i won't i can't i can't conclude this show without give just saying how appreciative I am for you to come for you to spend for you to spend a little bit of time with me and talk about yourself and talk about your journey but also talk about what you're doing and just having a wonderful conversation I most definitely am appreciative of you being here so thank you so much
1: thank you for having me trailblazers radio
0: man look anytime 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 so i i want i really want to extend that thank you to you i mean i know we i know i've said thank you to you probably more times than i more times than you probably would like right at this point but i but i'm so very cognizant of the time it takes for folks to come on this platform and also you know especially what they're doing especially if they're doing something that's busy without the throughout the day or throughout the evening and i want to make sure yeah. that i honor that by saying thank you because if you, thank you. So because much. if you, because if I don't say thank you, then it makes it looks like it's, it's what I do, what I do, and what you, what you're putting out there for our listening and viewer audience. It doesn't. If I don't say thank you, it's insincere.
2: Got and you. I prefer
0: to, and I prefer to be sincere. So oh,
2: I'm thanks. very cognizant of your time. <laughs> totally.
0: I'm very cognizant of what you have going on, and I, and I. That's why I say thank you to everybody. Because if I don't, I'm not, I, I'm not honoring you. Thank you so much. I appreciate
1: any opportunity. Oh, yeah. I appreciate every opportunity um, to share what I do with people, um, because that's the thing is that I am people based. I offer a service and that service is to love on people, to make sure people get messages. Um, I don't do anything that's degrading to black women. Um, I do everything to sow into the black community. So that's what I'm about at the end of the day. So I thank you. For this
0: opportunity most definitely most definitely so as we conclude this particular episode of trailblazers i want to i want to reintroduce to you guys a very good friend of mine miss morgan Flowerchild jones she is available on all social media platforms and i mean all that means facebook ig linkedin um well maybe maybe not snapchat well are you on snapchat and um TikTok? i'm on
1: snapchat tinky pop bloom and I'm on TikTok. It's Morgan Flower Child.
0: Hey, so she's there, so she's everywhere. Check her out on all social media platforms. And also to please check out her website. She has some great content there. Her video go off is on YouTube. Great nice. video, oh great, great choreography. Um, I had the chance to take, I had a I had the pleasure, I won't even say chance, I had the pleasure of going to a film festival that she and she had three. She and she actually showed three. Three um three pieces. I was yeah. available. I, I only stayed for two, but the two pieces that I saw were very impactful. And yeah, she is some, she is somebody so that much. I most definitely want to want to continue to have a have a wonderful relationship with and, and cultivate that relationship, whether it's through yeah. just podcast appearances or whatever. But awesome. this lady, this lady, this is a lady that's going places, y'all, and. If you're looking, if you're looking for somebody that can give you everything, everything of her, this is your girl right here. I can't, I, I cannot say enough good things about her. This is your girl right here. So check her out on her website, man. Go book her. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> asking you. I'm telling you, go book her right now.
1: Yes, I'm telling y'all. Come on now. <laughs>
0: This is this is an all this is an all world talent, man. Y'all need to, y'all, y'all gotta, y'all gotta, y'all gotta get it, man. Y'all have to get I'm, on this, y'all I'm, gotta get it, get her on board, man. If you got, if you have some direction with,
1: yeah, I'm in Atlanta, but I travel. So if I'm See, there, we go, she May, travels too. May 25th, through, yes, from May 25th to through, through July 28th, I am literally, um, I'm not teaching in the school system, so I travel. The most during those months. Uh, so if you need me,
0: book there me. There we go. That's what's <laughs> up. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to first and foremost, again, reintroducing. I'm introducing you to Miss Morgan Flowerchild Jones, a a multi-faceted and multi-talented young lady. Catch her on all social media platforms. Check out our website, check out our film, check out our video that's on YouTube. And you know if you if you if you catch her out here in these Atlanta streets, man, if she's she's out she's hosting an event or she's doing something, just say hi to her, you know, say what's up to her, you know, introduce yourself, you know, be cool, you know, cold, you know, networks, things of that nature. Just if you're in the Atlanta area, just make sure if you if and if she's hosting an event, say hey, say what's up to her. But yo, again, Morgan, thank you so very much for being here. You are uh, you, you honor you honor me with your presence. And man, you dropped you dropped so many nice, so many nuggets, and you know, shared a lot about who you are, and it gives our, gives our gives our viewers and our listeners a lot more insight into as to who you are, and and you know when what and what you are and what you represent, and what I see just from knowing just from knowing you, and just you know having those brief conversations that in person that we have, you yeah, a great person with a great attitude and a great spirit with such positive energy. Thank you. That is a those combinations that a combination of human being is hard to find.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for that. Thank you.
0: Most definitely. You're most, you're most welcome. And as I always say to all our guests, you know, we, we here at trailblazers radio, wish you so much success in all your endeavors. We, you know, we pray, we pray for your strength and we also make, we also pray that you continue to allow God to use you in, in positive and impactful ways.
2: Awesome. Yay. Thank so you welcome, so you're much. You're welcome. So,
0: ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude this episode of Trailblazers Rage of Trailblazers with me, your host, Frederick Beattie giving thanks to our wonderful, to our wonderful guest, Miss Morgan Flower Child, Morgan Flowerchild Jones. Catch her on all social media platforms. Also check her out on YouTube. Check out her website. And if you're looking to books some get some things done with done She's your girl to be booked. This is going to conclude this episode, but I want to leave you guys with this one thing. It is very, very important that we honor those who teach us, those who mold us, those who speak into us, those who breathe into us. The reason I say that is because those people are gone way. Those people are gone way too soon. And we, as those people who have been taught by by those those otherworldly and all world talents, we don't get a chance to say thank you to them. It is very important to give these people their flowers now, because what they do is not only impactful to us because we were the one we were the beneficiaries of the lessons that they taught, but it's also been it's also impactful to the people down the road who. Take those lessons and mold them and shape them into their own being. So please, if you know someone that's been impactful in your life, whether it's your parents, whether it's a teacher, whether it's a coach, whether it's um, just a friend or a confidant, confidant, please give them their flowers today. Because you never know because our time of being taken from this world is we don't know. And anytime God can call us home. So please. Give, give those people your flowers today. I am personally giving you, Morgan, your flowers today.
2: Thank because you. Because
0: you, you most definitely deserve them. And that's going right. to conclude this episode of Trailblazers with me, your host. As I always say, take care of each other. Love on each other. And we all know it's a crazy world out here. So I want you guys to continuously and always be safe. See you guys on the next one.
2: Peace.
0: My Life Has Destiny is a faith-based podcast that talks about testimonies of faith, hope, redemption, restoration, and the perseverance of ordinary people through the extraordinary power of God. Join hosts Quint Jones, Coco Fenton, and introducing Terrence Jackson every Monday and Thursday nights right here on Trailblazers Radio.